The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. So use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off an entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL, promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March Madness fantasy betting contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. So download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is running a free bracket-style capper contest with a chance to win $5,500. To enter, just go to betterthan.vegas and don't forget to let them know that SGP sent you. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SGP. Okay, and welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast. We're recording this on Tuesday, March 16th. Going to talk about some games for Wednesday, March 17th. I'm your host, ZB, Zach Broner. Great to be with you all here today on the NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm joined, as always, for our Monday and Wednesday episodes by Munaf. Munaf, how you doing, bro? I know you want to go on some rants this morning. We had a great night of uh, Monday night hoops last night. Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay, but we'll get to that part in a little bit. But uh, good to be here with you, and uh, you know we're back in full swing here, and and you know let's let's get it going, man. Basketball's back after the All Star break. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that right right when the All Star break when we came back from it, it felt like there was a little bit of a lull. You know, conference tournaments were in full swing. College basketball was getting the uh, the uh, spotlight. It will obviously be back with March Madness this weekend. So make sure that you check out all of our sponsors this week and uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Going to have a ton of stuff for you guys for the uh, college basketball uh, March Madness with Colby and the college experience. Um, and we got a bunch of different promos running so in the ad section of today's episode and other episodes on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Um, last night, Monday night, 
March 15th, great slate, a couple of really good games, a fun, a very fun battle in New York with the Brooklyn Nets versus the Knicks. I know you want to start in Denver, though, where Indiana uh, was was leading at the end of the fourth quarter, ends up losing by 15 and fucking your team total. <laughs> You know, it got off to a good start, right? They dropped 32 in the first quarter. It was a tie game. And then at the halftime, they were about pretty much halfway there. They had 56. And then they dropped 35 in the third quarter. So I'm feeling really good heading into the fourth quarter here. They only need to put up a, what, 20 spot for me to win. And, you know, I was watching – I think I was watching another game. Uh, I believe it was the Lakers and the Warriors or or the Suns to tail end of it. But – um, I go back to check the score and they hadn't scored in the first four minutes. I'm like, oh, well, okay. You know, they could still put up a 20 spot here. And then they got down. I think Denver started on a 12 0 run. And then like halfway through the fourth quarter, they only had like two points. So I'm like, holy shit. Like, seriously. I mean, like you're a professional NBA team. You only need two points, less than two points per minute in the fourth quarter. And you cannot get that done. I mean, I was so upset. And the and the and the and the other part of it is on our podcast yesterday, I said I liked the Pacers last night on the spread too. So I had that in a three-team parlay with the Charlotte Hornets spread, and then the Clippers, and that was the last leg that would have had me a very profitable night. But nope, just doesn't get it done. And and the sorry part is that is, is that I lost money, but then you know the people that I put out the picks were on Twitter and and. And then our Slack channel, that that's what really like ticks me off and irks me and gets me down. So I mean, I think it was the right side, but you know, that's just part of gambling. So that that's my little rant for this for this morning at least. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because I do that exact same thing when I, where I have a total or a team total and I'm looking at the scoreboard. Okay, we need to get, you know this many buckets per minute, this many, like, you know, or do you also do that where you're gaming out the total as you go throughout the game? Do you check in on stuff throughout the night? I do. So, you know, I try to watch, like, I I mean, I have three screens in my, in my, uh, in my uh, man cave here. So I'm trying to flip through, like trying to watch some of the marquee games. So I had the Knicks and Nets on one, uh, one game. And then I was um, watching the, um, the Bucks and Wizards. And then, and then I flipped over to the Clippers and the Mavericks because I had the, Clippers uh, spread on that game. So a kind of a rule of thumb was where I'm kind of gauging this. I don't know if this is smart or dumb, but I'm trying to look for teams to score at least 10 points at the every four minute mark, if that makes sense. So yes. at, at the, by, at, by the eight minute mark in the first or whichever quarter they're in, they should have at least 10 points scored. So by the, four minutes left in the third quarter or whatever quarter it is for four minutes left, they should have at least 20. So that's kind of how I'm gauging it to see if they're on track or not. And a Pacers were well ahead, well ahead of that pace. And uh, it's, it's just frustrating to start the week that week. But um, I mean, it's only Tuesday. Now we got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So still a lot of hoops left, but you always want to start your week with, with some winners and, and, and a positive bankroll, but well, I will we can get it back today I, tomorrow i will say if you are following us on tally site i'm looking at your profile right now five and three night ats last night for you i had a six and two night last night um so and we I, we had some consensus on the hornets the knicks yeah um we both had the clippers that we like the lakers the sun so good night last night make sure you're checking out all of our picks on tally site um and uh, that that also embeds with the sports gambling podcast.com website yep 
some other observations last night. I definitely think, you know, with, with that fourth quarter in that Nuggets Pacers game, you saw and you saw with this Nuggets second unit, PJ Dozier and Faku Campazzo really changing that game. They were extremely energetic and active on the defensive end, ton of deflections. They got, they must, I mean, of course, you know this because you had a team total. They must have gotten, you know, 10, 11 stops in a row um, yeah. in that fourth quarter when they went, I think, a 22 to two run getting out in transition. So, that Nuggets second unit, you know, they were a team that we like. They're two and one, two and one here. Now they have a nice, easy schedule coming up with the Nuggets. I think it, they're about to, you know, make themselves known in the Western Conference here. You look at a homestand coming up. I'm going to pull the schedule real quick. They have the Hornets, the Bulls, the Pelicans, the Magic, the Raptors, the Pelicans, the Hawks as their next eight games. Yeah for Denver. So look out for them to potentially get hot, getting healthier. Jamichael green came in, hit four threes off the bench. Um, so nice win for Denver last night. Want to take us to that Knicks nets game. I don't know how much you caught of that, um, but definitely a really fun uh, battle in New York last night. Yeah. I mean, this, the, the, sorry, the Knicks team, they just don't give up. I mean, they were yep. down, I think more than 12, 12 to 13 points in that fourth quarter. And they kind of battled back there. So, it got interesting at the end. I mean, we had a little controversial call with none other than Scott Foster um, with the traveling call, I guess. So, um, and I mean, Randall was heated. I mean, he was going after him once that game ended. And uh, I mean, I, I don't blame him. I, I think that, I think the game overall, I mean, this, this Knicks team is really playing well. Um, I think we both liked them yesterday on the spread. We thought it was too many points and, Julius Randle had a big game for them, um, you know, and the guys are contributing for them. So uh, I know you're the, you're the Knicks fan. What did you think of the game last night? Yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed. I think, you know, again, this, this Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, I, uh, Emmanuel quickly as kind of a lead trio offensively, all of them go over 20 points. Randle obviously with 33. So, and then, like you said, yeah. just the, the, the amazing effort down the stretch covering that spread. Very, very impressive. I mean, I do think if you flip it over to Brooklyn, Obviously, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible, James Harden, just how in control of every single little aspect of, of basketball he is. Yeah. Kyrie was also great last night, too. But, I mean, for James, 21, 15, and 15, he has 11 triple-doubles in his 26 games as a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Like like you said before the All-Star break, you might as well just bet James Harden on plus money on the triple-double prop every game because yeah. it's basically a 50-50 proposition. But, yeah, I mean, I do think – what do you think of the Nets? I mean – I do feel like, and this is not based on any trend that I've, that I've like, you know, calculated, but it feels like they can get lazy in that late third quarter, early fourth quarter moment of games. Like they'll be leading and the other team comes back and make it interesting. And then their late game offense with Harden and Kyrie is just too good. Do you, do you think that there's live angles to kind of get in against the nets, maybe in the lull of the game? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen a lot of, or not a lot of teams, but some teams that are the, like the better teams that they get out to big leads and and it kind of fizzles away late in that third quarter, whether it's it's a rotational guy, you know, one of their superstars going out and getting rest, and then that's enabling the opposing team to come back. Because right now, yeah, you have Kyrie Irving and James Harden. If one of those guys is going to the bench, you know, that especially a guy like James Harden with the way he's playing, that's pretty much your offense. So that gives the opportunity for opposing teams to kind of come back and make it a game. And, and we saw that last night with the Knicks that they, you know, they made it a game in the fourth quarter. They hate, they hit some shots. They, they, they kept battling. So 
I think there are some live opportunities with with teams that that get down big, like against the Brooklyn. Like, hey, if you see a guy like James Harden or Kyrie Irving going to the bench, and it's a team like the New York Knicks who play hard that make it a game, there might be some live opportunities and great middle opportunity for you to uh, you know profit on both sides of it. You know, if you had, let's say, you know, Brooklyn, if 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 New York you had New York against the spread for the game at plus eight and a half. And then you see it pull up to 13 and a half or 14 and a half because of where the spread is at. There are some opportunities. And I think there's a really profitable angles and opportunities in live betting. And, and I know you bet live also, and I do too. So that there are opportunities there for, uh, to, for you to find some value. hundred percent. And I, I think the biggest thing is that it's, it's hard to, get in the mindset that, you know, a 15, 16 point lead is really not, not, not nothing crazy in an NBA game. Right. It's yeah. all, you always, you'll look at a scoreboard and be like, Oh, you know, it's 44, 28 in the middle of the second quarter, this game is over. And it's really not. And with the yeah. amount of three point shooting and variance, like you're going to probably see a double digit lead in every, in most games at one point. Yeah. And then these things swing back and forth, you know, these guys are out here every single night. It's not like they, you know, they, they're subject to lulls of, of, of intensity and everything, just like any other human being. So definitely think that live betting is very important. Um, any other observations from last night? You want to move ahead and preview this uh, Wednesday, March 17th slate. I think just going off of what you just said right now about teams getting out to double digit leads, that it doesn't really mean anything. I think a prime example of that, was last night in the Charlotte Hornets and Sacramento game. You know, um, Sacramento got off to a hot start. They were up by uh, uh, six at the half. They The Hornets were down 10 um, late in that second quarter, and they made it a game in the second half, especially in that fourth quarter. So especially in the NBA when there's so much volatility and high three-point shooting, um, you know, it, it they can always make it a ball game. And I know we were on Charlotte last night, like we mentioned before, and – they got a miraculous cover for us last night. So, um, you know, you're never out of it until the, until the final horn goes off. Exactly. And I, I do think one of my favorite angles for live betting is a home favorite, mm-hmm. you know, who's maybe down, uh, down a, a reasonable amount of points w- with the starters coming back in, in the fourth quarter. Usually you get that around, you know, the eight or seven minute mark in the fourth quarter when the final push is going to come. And it's like, all right, we're either getting it yeah. now or we're not. You know, always mm-hmm. like to see, you know, a plus 250 money line home dog who was favored to start the game down seven or whatever with the starters coming back in. That's kind of a, a good spot to uh, harp on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back. And we're going to look at these Wednesday games um, and, and preview some of these matchups. Well, it's that time of year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new customers in the center of the action. So bet $4 on an underdog and win $256 if they win. It's really that simple. That's bet $4 on an underdog in select college basketball games. And if they win, you collect $256. The bank is open, guys. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry, if college basketball isn't for you, 
DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. And DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, coming back from the break, we are going to get into these uh, Wednesday matchups. Um, don't have lines on these yet, so we're just going to talk, uh, you know, make a projection and then talk through the matchup. We're going to start in Detroit, where the Pistons have the Raptors coming to town. The Pistons uh, failed to cover and also lost outright last night to the Spurs at home, um, failing to score 100 points. And, you know, they, they've had a little bit of injury issues, too, with this with this new reshaped roster. Had Rodney Magruder start, starting for them last night. Um, mm-hmm. Raptors don't know yet what the status is of these uh, COVID guys for them. Um so I, I, I expect someone around to pick them here and, and, you know, maybe it could be either, could be either way based on the injury report, but where, what are you uh, looking for with this matchup here? Both teams kind of in free fall, of course. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're kind of waiting on what's going to go on with the Raptors <laughs> with their health and uh, safety protocols. Um, yeah. Right now. I mean, my numbers are projecting this to be a pick of maybe Toronto by a point. If that, if um, you know, just depends on where the market kind of opens up, but I think especially for Toronto, uh, it's going to have to, again, be on the defensive end of the of, of the basketball, right? Their last five games in the five-game losing streak, they gave up 129 to the Pistons, 132 to Boston, 121 to Atlanta, 114 to Charlotte, and 118 to Chicago. So some of the opponents there, I know they're, you know, Toronto is missing, you know, their key guys and most of their rotation, but when you're giving up that many points – um, you know, you, that's not going to translate to very many victories for you. So, and they're struggling on the offensive end too, right? They're, like I said, we're mid, they're missing key guys. So, you know, not one of the greatest games on the board for Wednesday, but um, I would probably take Pistons at home um, against Toronto if their guys are still missing. Yeah. And, and I, I expect they probably will miss. I mean, it seems like all, all things are going that direction. I think, you pointed out the Raptors defense and I totally agree. I mean, the bulls put up 118 in that game and they only shot 12 of 44 from three and it's 27%. So, yeah. And, and keep in mind, th- these two teams played um, on, you know, right, right before the all-star break when the Raptors had just gotten hit with that, with the, with their COVID issues mm-hmm. and the Pistons put up 129 on them. And yeah. this is the Pistons team that we know can struggle to score. I'm trying to pull up what the actual total in that game was um, because see. You know, I think that with with this Raptors team, yeah, they they made their hallmark on the defensive end. Yeah, that that total was set at two eleven, mm-hmm. and 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 ended up closing. And the to- and the total was two thirty four. So I think yeah. the over could potentially have some value in this game, depending on where it comes in. This Raptors team also they're they're kind of playing into just like jacking up a ton of shots. Kyle Lowry, Norm Powell have like free license to do whatever they want here. So I think that there could be some points in this game, especially with the Pistons. You know, you score 99 against San Antonio. Obviously it's going to be 
feel a little bit better going up against this uh, Raptors hampered rotation. So, you know, like you said, not the best game on, on the slate, but definitely do think that there could be some points in Detroit tomorrow night. For sure. Yeah. And then I think in that game when they played prior, um, Detroit was 20 of 41 from three point land. So, I mean, the hot shooting can continue and I don't, um, Toronto's not the greatest defense against the three point shooting. Uh, they ranked number 27 and makes allowed at 14 per game and teams are getting up an average of 38 against them, which is also ranked number 27 in the league. So if they're going to be able to knock down shots, you know, maybe a Wayne Ellington, um, three point shots made prop. He had eight against his team in the prior matchup. So I think that might be something to look out for. Yeah, I like that. I like that angle. I think also in terms of players, I could be circling here. I think Jeremy Grant, um, you know, I always like to get him in these kind of bounce back spots. He was four of nine against the Spurs last night, kind of got bottled up. And you look at Pat Williams and, and Otto Porter, you know, who are the slashers for the Bulls. Pat Williams, eight of 10 on twos and five free throw attempts against the Raptors in that last matchup. Otto Porter as well was um, four of seven on twos in that game. So, you know, I think there could be some good opportunities for Jeremy Grant in this game. As always, he's been one of our favorite players this year. Let's go to uh, one of the best games on the slate tomorrow night. Brooklyn goes to Indiana, where uh, I expect Brooklyn to be maybe a four or five point favorite here. What do you think of that number, Munaf? Yeah, I was thinking around, um, let me see here. I just had it up. Um, yeah, I'm guessing around five will probably be the line here for the Brooklyn Nets to be favored. Yeah. And and obviously this is a Karis Levert revenge game or not a revenge game. It seems like there's good vibes, but you know, Karis Levert playing yeah. his former team that dealt him out for James Harden and the Pacers yeah. come home. I mean, I, I'm, they have to be somewhat dejected, obviously coming off that performance in, uh, in Phoenix, you get that really nice win and then you're up in Denver potentially to kind of turn your season around with back-to-back wins there and then fail in the fourth quarter. So, you know, Indiana comes home, um, what do you make of this matchup? Obviously, Blake Griffin, potential to play in this game. Otherwise, relatively clean injury report other than KD for both these teams. Yeah, I mean, we saw a success that Julius Randle had last night against the interior defense of the Nets. And I think uh, Sabonis and Turner can have that same success against the lack of interior defense by the Brooklyn Nets. So I think that's where it's really going to start for Indiana on um, against the Brooklyn Nets. I see that they did get together on um, February 10th, 104 yeah. Brooklyn at home. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it starts with there. I mean, I'm kind of hesitant to kind of take this Pacers team because they are so inconsistent. But I think coming home deflated after being up against Denver at the end of three quarters, you know, they're going to have to start rallying off some wins here. Um, you know, we, we talked about Brooklyn winning games, but not covering the number. And now here they're on the road laying, maybe, you know, we're projecting five points. So, um, that might be, uh, I like kind of like the home dog angle here for Indiana Pacers, but just real quick, um, on the total here, Indiana as uh, home underdogs, eight and three to the over and Brooklyn as home, uh, road favorites, 11 and two to the over. So depending on where this number kind of comes out. Um, that might be an angle to also look at is possibly the over in this game. Yeah, I think the, the over here makes sense. I do want to – some of these tools on team rankings are really cool. I think you said that, that, that game, the total was 234. So I, I expect mm-hmm. that, that that sounds about right for here. So I, I, I agree with that. You know, you know, I like Indiana here as a home dog. Um, 
maybe even in the first quarter or first half, kind of try to get some of that motivation juice, especially with Brooklyn coming off a, you know, a crosstown rivalry matchup at home, prime time. Did have Bobby Schmurda in the house last night. So want to yeah, shout out that. to uh, Bobby home, Bobby's home. So that got great for him. And, you know, on that, on that Sabonis angle that you raised, just looking at this, mm-hmm. at this box score from the last time these two teams met, did get up 20 field goal attempts, only shot, yeah. only went seven of 20. So, you know, very rare performance for him. He's a guy who obviously, you know, can be in a, an efficient score. At, that's a rare type of performance for him. So I think Sabonis could get a ton of play here. Um, so, you know, look for him on, on the points prop. Um, and then, you know, you flip over to this, to this net side of the ball. It does kind of seem like Harden – like that, that triple double angle is really just like worth playing every night. I mean, he, he's up there every single game. So, um, you know, I, I think that's something I need to start looking at more. I mean, ha- have you even seen where, where his assist props being set on a nightly basis, like 12 and a half. <laughs> so last night I, I and I, I can't believe I missed this last night when I checked in the morning for, for, for their game against the Knicks, it was set at 10 and a half. And I, I'm, I don't know why I didn't jump on that for whatever reason, but I mean, he he. I, we I mean, I'm used to seeing this guy drop triple doubles every single night when he was with the Rockets. So I'm not surprised by what he's doing. Um, I think you kind of have to continue writing his assist prop every single night, right? And because he's taking over the point guard duties, I think him and uh, DeAndre Jordan have developed that chemistry. And once they do get Blake Griffin into this rotation. You know, he may be throwing lobs up to him and getting those easy assists. So um, I, I know we lost that. We could get to some of the injuries later for these key stars in the league, but Kevin Durant's probably going to miss another one or two weeks here. So if, if they're able to get Blake Griffin back here, maybe in the next week or so, um, you know, these hard and assist props are going to be something to keep your eye on, to to bet on blindly almost. Yeah, and, and James Harden here, four triple doubles in his last five games. Uh, with yeah. with the uh, with the Nets and in his last four games, has not gone over twenty field goal attempts once in any of those performances. So, and he hasn't made a three in back to back games, and it doesn't seem to hurt his team. So, very very impressive. Let's yeah. take a quick break here, and we're going to come back for the rest of the slate. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness? BetQL's algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on their top betting trends. And your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. Head to betql.com to get started today. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL also. And bet smarter, not harder. Use code MARCH30 for 30% off BetQL for a whole year. That's betql.com promo code march 30 to get 30 percent off betql for a whole year i know they just added nba player props so we will be using that a lot again betql.com promo code march 30 all right coming back from the break it actually is a good time you brought up just to quickly uh touch on this uh kevin durant situation and, and it looks like him the news seemed pretty bad at first. Then there was subsequent reporting saying it might only be another one to two weeks. Um, so with KD coming back, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that return? And, and we can also touch on the AD situation as well. Yeah. I mean, 
the way this team, the Brooklyn Nets, are playing without one of the best players in the league, I mean, the league needs to look out, right? I mean, it's kind of getting scary with what the Brooklyn Nets are doing, but I'm just kind of getting a hunch that once KD returns, maybe they're going to start, quote-unquote, giving Kyrie some nights off just to kind of, you know, save his legs and 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 – you don't need to sometimes have all three guys out there and, and they're so successful without having all three guys out there. We've seen that when, with KD out and James Harden, we know he's not going to take nights off. He, he loves to play the game of basketball. And that's the one thing when he was with the Rockets that I can speak to as a Rockets fan is that he never took nights off. The, the coaches literally had to force him to take a night off for him to get some rest. But this guy just loves being out there playing basketball and and I mean and we're seeing it he's so he's a walking triple double so I think once Duran is you know I'm not going to be surprised that they're starting to blow teams out again but I do think that there's going to be have to come a time maybe at the tail end of the season where these three guys are going to have to play together and kind of build that chemistry getting ready for a playoff run and also incorporating Blake Griffin into the rotation also that's another piece that's missing for them yeah I agree I, I think my biggest takeaway is that when KD comes back, I, I really think he is the Chris Bosh of this group in terms of the guy who's going to have to make the most sacrifices. I, yeah. And I don't think it's worth it. You know, it's not to say that he's less talented than, Ky- than Kyrie or KD, but or than Kyrie or James Harden, but just mm-hmm. with how healthy those guys have looked and their, their, how much they can do with the basketball in their hands. And the fact that both of them are not used to, you know, sacrificing KD has to take that experience he has with the Warriors and bring that back to this next team and say, like, okay, I think this is maybe might become James Harden's team in terms of like who's has the ball in his hands late in games. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how that works out. I think these guys are all, you know, they're friendly enough that it seems like they're not totally concerned with that aspect of it, but definitely going to be interesting here. And then, in LA, obviously, bad news on Anthony Davis. He's going to be another three to four weeks, so we'll have plenty yeah. of time to discuss that uh, in the coming weeks. Do want to get to some more of these games because we always find a way to uh, talk for longer than uh, we allotted. Yeah. And the best game of the slate tomorrow night: the Milwaukee Bucks, the the surging Milwaukee Bucks, go to Philly. Um, obviously, Joel being out takes some of the sting out of this matchup. I expect the Bucks to be a short favorite here in Philly. What do you think of this matchup and what do you think of the line? Yeah, I think uh, without Embiid, I think uh, you're right. Uh, Milwaukee should be a short favorite here. But yeah, I mean, Milwaukee's rolling here. Four straight wins. They they pounced uh, Washington. They're, they're, seems like they're getting their offense together, but then it kind of looks good when you're going up against a crappy defense like the Wizards. So um, I, I think this is going to be a great game tomorrow night. I know I wish Joel... Lumbi was playing, so we know this might have been one of those semifinal previews that we might be seeing. But um, I like Milwaukee in this spot. I know you know uh, Philly is three and zero as home dogs, but I'm pretty sure that was with Joel Embiid playing. So um, I think look out for some Tobias Harris props in this game. You know he's been really flying under the radar here in this game, or sorry, the season. And um, you know Ben Simmons has been doing well, so. Uh, I do like Milwaukee, though, tomorrow. I think this is a statement game for them that, hey, you know, we're still a team here in the Eastern Conference that's that's one of the better teams. So uh, I think this is a spot where I think this game is more important to Milwaukee because of seeding. And like you mentioned, that you think that they'll end up as the what one of the number one seeds or top two seeds here. Yep. So I think this is an important game for them. 
Yeah, this is definitely a massive game with seeding implications. Milwaukee currently two games back of the Sixers. So, you know, if Milwaukee, they can, you know, take one of those, they take a full game off the Sixers with a win here tomorrow night. You know, I agree with you. I, I do think this is the kind of spot where I do like to play the Sixers, obviously at home as a home dog. But again, with no Joel, that's kind of the variable in the room. You know, what type of team are they going to be without him? Obviously, they've shown you know, they haven't lost since the all-star break and then get that nice win against the Spurs um, without, without Joel Tobias Harris, like you said, at 23 points, Seth Curry, 21 cork Maz 16. Um, and you know, that's a game where you want to make sure you realize they shot 52% from three against the Spurs in that game kind of contributes to some of the success they had, you know, what if shots aren't falling, where do they go? So I do agree. I would probably lean with the Sixers. Um, but does feel like a spot the Bucks can really get up for here and, and try to make a statement on national TV. This is the ESPN game um, tomorrow night. Any any other thoughts on this game? No, I, I don't know if you want to hit on the Embiid uh, injury, but oh I yeah, think... we, we we do have to talk about the Embiid injury. We had, so yeah, I mean, obviously looked way worse than yeah. it ended up being only two weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I saw the replay, it just kind of looked. I was like, everybody was kind of holding their breath and. You know, he's battled so many injuries throughout his career. And then thankfully, it's only, you know, a hyper extension that they said. So it's going to hold him out for maybe two to three weeks. But, you know, um, yeah, I think they have enough. Philadelphia has enough to kind of ride it without him here with without OMB for two to three weeks here with Simmons and Tobias Harris and uh, their role players. So uh, thankfully, only a, a small injury for Embiid. And hopefully he's back here soon. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, prayers that that looked really, really bad. Glad that it wasn't so bad, but obviously, huge implications for that injury with the East Eastern Conference seating. First of all, with how tight this is going to be between Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and then Philly, and also the MVP race. I mean, Joel Embiid was arguably your leader in the clubhouse coming into the All Star break. Him and Jokic, and I guess LeBron. I mean, there's so it's so nebulous right now. There are so many names being bandied about. LeBron, now Giannis looks like he's making a little bit of charge. James Harden also entering himself in that conversation as always. So where do you think the MVP race stands right now? Who would you make the favorite? And, you know, kind of how do you see the Embiid injury affecting things? Yeah, obviously before the Embiid injury, I think, you know, I think he was a a leader of the clubhouse and then LeBron was right behind him. I think for LeBron's case, this is going to be an important two to three weeks for his MVP kind of candidacy without we're, us now us knowing that Anthony Davis is not going to be back for another, you know, two, three to four weeks. So um, if LeBron kind of, you know, wills this Lakers team to getting some wins here and, and competing for that number one seed and he's, you know, he doesn't have to average 30 points per game for them to, for him to kind of get that MVP. But last night he had a triple double and they won the game. So, um, I think if he's continuing to do that, I think number one, I think he'll still be LeBron. Um, James Harden is very intriguing to me, and I wanted to see where that number is at right now. I'll see if I can pull it up, but I'm doing that right now as well. <laughs> yeah, and if Brooklyn continues to play the way they are, and and they're able to stockpile these wins up and end up as a number one seed, and if somehow James Harden finishes averaging a triple double or close to it. I mean, he has to get consideration, right? Because of the amount of time that Kevin Durant has missed and the lack of, I guess, supporting cast that this team has. So 
I think James Hart is an, is intriguing, but I think another name um, to kind of look out for is is Luca, and you know we're we're starting to see him play really well uh, for the Mavericks. But again, it's going to have to be him just having a toward toward second half of the season here for him to get consideration for that MVP. So I, I think if I had to sum it up right now, I think I would go LeBron um, and, and then um, James Harden is, I think my second choice would be. Yeah. I, I think you can't go wrong. I think LeBron, there's going to be, you're already seeing right. The public relations department of clutch sports and uninterrupted media coming out with this. Uh, oh, you know, how is he's been the best player in the league, but he hasn't won an MVP in eight years. Like it's time to give him the lifetime achievement award all that type of yeah. stuff. So you're definitely seeing as LeBron tries to, you know, as he should try to build out this legacy to compete with Jordan eventually. You know, I think Giannis, I don't think the the sentiment is there to vote for Giannis again. Seems like people yeah. have kind of turned on him a little bit. I've honestly never been a big fan of Giannis, but now it's like he's basically got, he's gotten better from what he was last year. And now nobody wants to talk about him. And I've been in that camp too. So I do think that, two teams I like to make a push are Milwaukee and Denver um, here. So, yeah. and Jokic, I think is the odds on favorite right now, although it doesn't seem like, you know, that, that really reflects, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a very, very uh, random MVP race kind of with just like so many, no, no real clear favorite. Now your favorite gets injured and no clear, you know, leader out of the, out of the rest of the guys. Yeah. Just uh, a book that we were, we had a prior relationship with has some MVP odds of um, LeBron is at plus 175, followed by Joel Embiid at plus 220. And then um, Jokic is at plus 400. Uh, Luca and Giannis at 10 to 1, and then James Harden 13 to 1. Yeah. I mean, I think out of those, I think Giannis at 10 to 1 does kind of make the most sense to me, especially if Milwaukee, yeah. it, like, there's a good chance that Milwaukee finishes with a better record than Philly or LA. So, you know, that I think, but again, if you don't know really what the mind of the voter is this year, and obviously with, there is going to be a big case that, okay, because no one clearly had the best individual season of anybody, let's just give it to the greatest player. And then let's give it to LeBron as like a way to reward. I think that is kind of what I'm seeing as sort of the main argument right now. Um, let's take yeah. another quick break here and then we'll come back with some more uh, discussion. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March madness fantasy betting contest. There's $8,000 in cash prizes up for grabs and less than a hundred players have joined to date. Guys, I like our odds. Here's how it works. You place risk-free fantasy bets throughout the tournament against real odds and lines. Profitable players rise up the leaderboard. And if you're in the top three at the end, you'll win a share of the 8,000. It starts right before the first four tips off and it's graded based on units in profits. The most units at the end will win the cash. Players can play as many or as, or as few picks as they like. Money line spreads and totals are available. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app built just for sports bettors like us. Free to download, live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies, and much more. And download the app for free or go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. 
helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction at PicksWise.com on every game, every day, in every sport, all for free. That's PicksWise.com. PicksWise presents the capper contest to follow with the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner-takes-all prize. Follow the action for their free picks and analysis every day of the big dance by visiting PicksWise.com slash March Madness. That's PicksWise.com slash March dash Madness. All right, coming back off the ad break, anything else on the MVP race moving up, or do you want to get back to some of these Wednesday games here? Yeah, let's get back to some of the games. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, we can go on for hours. We'll um, yeah, save so that let, for a later pod. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll go through some of these on the, on the quicker end. Sacramento goes to Washington. Sacramento, another heartbreaking loss to the Hornets, and the Wizards just got crushed back-to-back against the Bucks. Wizards now losers of four straight, 14 and 24. Kings also, um, you know, continuing to fall down the scene. It seems like both these teams are headed towards being sellers at the trade deadline. Um, but now Sacramento visits Washington. Maybe the Wizards are favored by by two here. I don't know, by one or two, maybe. I don't know what you think of this line. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably going to be around like one or maybe even pick them to maybe Washington one, one and a half. But I think I'm more interested in what this total is going to come out to be yeah. in this game. And, <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's going to be set even high enough for uh, for this game. But I, I, just quickly, I'll, I'll, I don't have an opinion on the side, but I'm just interested to see where this total comes out. And these two teams, again, one of the worst defensive teams in the league defensive efficiency rating right now for these two teams. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I'll, I'll get that later, but I mean, we, we know that these are two worst uh, defensive teams and I'm not surprised if we see anywhere up, up to 250, 260 points in this game tomorrow. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's, that's the angle for this game is a lot of points. And, you know, you look at that Kings, that Kings Hornets game, I do believe, which went over 238 was the number. I don't know if, what, what the total was, but um, you know, you, the Kings only scored 20 points in the fourth quarter here after, you know, yeah. 29 plus by both teams in every single other quarter. So they were right on pace with that 10 points every four minutes. Munaf formula, the new patented, yeah. uh, <laughs> the new patented, uh, you know, freaking out over your bets formula. Um, yeah. I mean, I think w- with the side here, I think the wizards probably feels like the right side. I mean, Sacramento, I, 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 when it's like this, I, I obviously lean towards the home team, Sacramento coming in on this East coast road trip, just got the Hawks, got the Hornets lost to both. And they continue their uh, journey up the, up the Southeast uh, to the wizards. And, you know, Marvin Bagley fractured his left hand last night. That is just, yeah. you know, kind of just adds insult to injury for everything that's going on with this Kings team. They've lost so much recently. So, you know, if this is Wizards minus one, obviously be on the Wizards, but don't really have a feel for this game. Um, do you want to throw anything else in the total? No, just uh, yeah. quickly Washington, number 27 defensive efficiency and Sacramento dead last. So. Um, I'm really curious to see where this number comes out. I won't be surprised if it comes out to like 242, 245, maybe here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Next game on the slate, the Boston Celtics, who will be fresh off of a big game uh, against Utah. Both of us uh, already in on Boston in that game. So good luck uh, to you. Boston 
at Cleveland. I expect Boston to be favored by six, maybe six here, six or seven. Uh, yeah, I was. I had projected around seven points. Me, well, hold on, let me double check here. Uh, yeah, around six and a half, seven is okay. what I'm projecting. Yeah, and, and obviously Cleveland, you know, they they've kind of they've kind of fallen off here in terms of the energy of their season. I I, I thought you know they won four straight coming in the All Star break. Now they lost three straight coming out of it, and they've scored. 82 points in back-to-back games that always hurts in the modern NBA. The Cavs are in Miami tonight where they're 10 and a half point dogs. Like I kind of like Cleveland on that number. Um, but uh, what do you, what do you think of this matchup with Boston and, uh, and, and uh, Cleveland here tomorrow night? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see just to keep in, uh, I think personally, just to kind of keep an eye on the injury report for Boston tomorrow to see if, on a back-to-back situation, if Marcus Smart plays or Kimba Walker plays or not, because I think know they've been kind of holding out Kimba Walker uh, on back-to-back situations, and Marcus Smart coming back from that injury, they I don't know, they might hold him out. So um, this might be a letdown spot for Boston if they get the victory tonight against Utah. Um, you know, going on the road after maybe a, hopefully a big win for them tonight. I know we're on them, so uh, I think this might be a uh, a letdown stop spot for Boston. Uh, I, I think they could probably win the game, but just depending on where this number kind of comes out, if it's anywhere from seven to eight, I, I'll probably want to take Cleveland here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that that makes sense. I think Boston, they're a team that has shown the willingness, you know, and they also have had injury problems. So maybe this could be a good spot to like bite on a Cleveland opener and just see what happens with the Boston's injury report, especially if they, you know, go balls out tonight. Um, you know, I, I think this is, again, I'm probably too too uh, addicted to this home dog type of spot, with especially with a team like Cleveland that hasn't really played out in that direction. Like, I keep wanting to make Cleveland a thing, and it, it's just not happening. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, I, 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 and I, I probably will be on it tomorrow night. But, again, you know, these, Boston is a team that, that needs every win they can get at this point. So, definitely – um, you know, they, they, they want to stay in this Eastern Conference playoff picture. Um, let's go to Chicago, where the Spurs come into Chicago. Uh, Chicago obviously playing OKC tonight. Spurs got a win against Detroit last night. The Bulls, you know, they got that win against the Raptors to kind of make up for for the two straight losses uh, coming at the, at the break. But definitely feels like they're very much tipping on the side of do we trade our, our Thad Young and our Sadoransky and our Garrett Temple and our Otto Porter, or do we try to make the playoffs or even Zach Levine, or do we try to make the playoffs this year? So what do you think about this Spurs Matt, the Spurs King, the Spurs Bulls matchup, sorry. And uh, maybe any thoughts you have on the Bulls as well? Yeah, I think uh, we'll have to wait and see what's, I mean, I'm not sure what's going on with DeMar DeRozan. He's been out for what, two straight games out for personal reasons. So yep. I'm not sure if he's going to be around on this sec San Antonio team. I mean, he might be, who knows, talking about getting a buyout or maybe wanting to get traded to another team. But um, I, if it just depends on where this line comes out. And I'm not sure. I, I mean, this line can go either way, just depending on who's playing tomorrow night. But um, obviously, San Antonio coming off the win against Detroit, uh, one of the you know, worst teams in the league right now. I'm kind of seeing this coming out as a pick, maybe Chicago minus one as a home favorite, small home favorite, but 
not much on this game. I mean, like I said, one not one of the more exciting games. But if I had to kind of take a side here, I'd probably take Chicago um, as a as a as a home as a home team. Yep. Yeah, I think Chicago probably makes sense here. Expect the line maybe around a pickup, maybe Chicago minus one. Uh, you know, you saw San Antonio yeah. favored by two and a half in Detroit last night. They probably yeah. kind of play the transitive property there. Let's go to uh, Houston where the Houston Rockets will play host to the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry continuing to express frustration publicly with this Warriors team after they got clapped again by the Lakers last night. Um, You know, the Rockets, obviously, no no new update other than continual free fall. Um, Last game they played, they they lost by 27 to the Celtics. Now they have the Hawks coming into town where the Hawks are laying nine and a half on the road. Hate to say it, but I did have to bet the Rockets in that on that number. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and that'll probably that'll probably not work out for me based on how they've been doing this year. But any thoughts on this Warriors Rockets game, or any thoughts on either of these teams individually? I think just keep an eye on if Christian Wood is going to play. Uh, last night, or sorry, yesterday, uh, when they had the press conference with with the uh, the coach and the players. Christian Wood did say that he was real close to getting back. It was just going to depend on how he felt this morning at shoot around to see if he was going to play tonight against Atlanta. So I think if, if he's not able to go tonight, I think for sure he will probably go tomorrow. And if he goes tonight, I don't think he'll play in a back-to-back situation, but nonetheless, I mean, John Wall's still out, you know, they're talking about he's having some knee issues again. He's going to try to play through it, but I think, Sooner or later, they're going to have to shut him down. PJ Walker's already, uh, sorry, PJ Walker, PJ Tucker is already checked out of this team. You know, he wants to get traded here hopefully soon. Eric Gordon, like we mentioned, he's gone. Just a lot of injuries for this Rockets team. And if we take a look at tonight, um, I mean, Eric Gordon's out, David Nawaba's out, John Wall is out, uh, game time decisions, Daniel House, Ben McAmore, Christian Wood. I just kind of want to sit back and watch the Rockets right now as far as betting them. Um, I'm really excited for Kevin Porter Jr. here. I mean, yeah. we were talking about him in the in the Slack channel a little bit, trying to see if we can find some player props on him. But um, kind of want to go back here tonight. This might be a Clint Capella revenge game, uh, so you might want to get down on some player props on on Clint Capella for tonight if you're listening before the games tonight. So uh, I think that Clint Capella will have success inside against this team. So um, get down on that. Just want to point out that real quick, but. I think this is a game that Golden State should probably just dominate. You know, who knows? Curry might drop, come out and drop 50 on this Rockets team. So, I mean, not much here. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors are going to be a double-digit favorite in this game, obviously. And you mentioned, sure. you, you mentioned Kevin Porter Jr. That's That kid's going to be a superstar. So, I mean, just yeah. – I think that – I mean, obviously – great that he's figured out everything in his personal life that, that led to him being traded for – a that second round pick that was basically not even a pick, right? 55 to 60 is the only way it conveys. And he, he is just so talented. He, he looks like James Harden out there with the, you know, a lefty. And you saw that game against the jazz. They couldn't do anything with him. He didn't even have the three ball falling one of nine from three still has an efficient performance. Um, 27 points, eight assists, only three turnovers, got 30, played 38 minutes in that game. So I do think that Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be an all-you-can-eat, you know, primary creator for this Rockets team going forward. That's why, I mean, I think it's important just to try to get Oladipo out of the building now. If he doesn't want to be there, trade Oladipo, you know, cut bait on that, give Kevin Porter Jr. all the reps that he can get because he is a bona fide star on the offensive end. Yeah, I think with this game, I mean, 
in, I'm curious to see what happens with the Rockets here tonight because they kind of did show a little bit of life low key against that against the Jazz in that game. Um, yeah. You know they were they were playing hard till the end and you know had a had a late comeback try to cover the spread which they did successfully. I, they, you know they covered that 18 point spread yeah. by yeah. the hair. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean you know Golden State don't know how much I trust them so want to see what type of fight Houston has against Atlanta. Let's go to uh, let's go to one last quick break here, and we'll come back with the last three games. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube, but for what hashtag Dedgens only care about, and that's sports betting. Better Than Vegas is running a free bracket style capper contest with a chance to win fifty five hundred dollars. To enter, just go to Better Than Vegas, and don't forget to let them know that SGP sent you. And don't forget to also go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. And since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house. And it's legal in more than 40 states. So go on there, post the plays that you like, and have someone in the marketplace of Better Edge take the other side. They also have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contests as well. So sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SGP. All right, we've got three games left on the Wednesday slate. Let's go to Memphis, where Miami will come to town. Miami playing tonight against Cleveland. Memphis returning home after a uh, 0-2 road trip in OKC and Phoenix. They got blown out by Phoenix last night. Memphis not looking great coming out of the break here. Miami, Bam Adebayo still out for the Heat uh, as they as they play the Cavs tonight. Um what do you think of this matchup? I expect Miami to be favored by maybe two or three in this game. Yeah, I think yesterday I saw that uh, Bam was probable for tonight. So oh, okay, just, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, just check that out. I, I, you know, who knows? He could might be a late scratch, but um, I mean, I think that if they're able to get um, Bam back, that's going to be huge, and especially yeah, Bam, inside going up against Bam upgraded oh, the probable for tonight by the uh, reported by the Florida Sun Sentinel. Yeah, so I think that's going to be a big uh, upgrade for them to get back, especially going up against uh, Valachunas, who's been playing really well for this Memphis team. But Memphis has been just one of these inconsistent teams. I don't know what what's going on with them. Um, you know, it just seems like that on any, any given night, this team can come out and drop 130, 100, you know, 120, 130 points. But you know, they did go up against a very good defensive team against Phoenix last night, and, and that was a good spot for Phoenix. Um, so they blew them out. But, you know, losing to OKC, when you're, I think when you're the more talented team, um, I think that kind of speaks volume, volumes to me. And, and they made it a game against Denver, and they lost that game by one. But um, my, I think just depending on where this line comes out, I kind of want to play um, – I want to stay, stay on Memphis as a as a as a home uh, underdog here. I'm pretty sure the Miami Heat will be favored. So, um, Memphis seven and four as a home dog. So I think that's one a trend that obviously saw small sample, but um, you know they they play well in that underdog role, especially at home. 
Yeah, I think the that, that that makes sense. Memphis, they're they're a team that you know, as much as we want to uh, kind of bury them, they they will obviously be a team that will I think fight to the end of the season, and they continue yeah. to try to win games, and I, I respect that. You know, Miami, they've been they've been solid coming out of the break, but again, nothing not, not nothing crazy. Haven't really blown anybody out, and they haven't played a tough schedule. So yeah, you know, I think this is the kind of spot where you could look at at Memphis. Um, Next game on the slate, we have the uh, Charlotte Hornets. This should be a really fun game. Playing visit to the Denver Nuggets. Denver at home. Expect the line maybe six or seven here. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking. I think this can be a up-tempo uh, game. Uh, and I, I, I'm really, really excited to watch this one. What are your thoughts on this uh, Charlotte-Denver matchup? Both teams have been playing well as of late. Yeah, this is going to be one of the more exciting games tomorrow night. Um, depending on if this, wherever this line comes out, if it's outside of four points – Five points. I kind of want to take uh, Charlotte, uh, yeah, the Charlotte Hornets here tomorrow night. So uh, they're playing well, right? We saw them, you know, fight back against Sacramento last uh, last night at home. Um, you know, I mean, these guys are like, like you mentioned, Lamelo Ball has been playing well. Terry Rozier had a big game last night. I think there's a lot of good guard depth for this team that we keep talking about, and it's and it's showing volumes. And we haven't really even talked about how good of a season Gordon Hayward's having. You know, he had a good game last night too so um i think this is going to be more exciting games to watch tomorrow night i'm going to go in and take charlotte uh on the points tomorrow just depending on where this line comes out if it's outside of four points or, or it's out of two possessions I, I like charlotte um and uh, another tidbit that i did find charlotte 12 and 3 to the over as a road underdog so um charlotte and the over tomorrow night we'll probably see a good amount of pace in this game guys getting up and down and knocking down three-point shots yeah, I think it's going to be a good litmus test for Charlotte and where they stand uh, yeah. and coming in this matchup, but also with just where the line comes in. Because mm-hmm. we really we just saw um, Indiana in Denver and they were catching four and a half points. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, 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 I guess I could be thinking, you know, a little bit too much with my priors, thinking that Charlotte would be more of a dog than Indiana. I guess Charlotte is probably better than Indiana at this point, but very uh, excited for this game. And uh, the last game on the slate, Clippers go back to Dallas. I think this is a – they probably never left. Uh, you know, we both were on the Clippers last night, and we we know that the Clippers uh, are very good on back-to-backs. We had some trends there, and, and they, they lived up to it last night. I think this is probably going to be a similar line, right? Clippers favored by – I mean, I think you're probably see some action on the bounce-back angle. So mm-hmm. Clippers maybe favored by one. Um, yeah, I mean – it's kind of tough to know what to do with these with these games where it's the exact same matchup. I liked the Clippers in that first game, partially because they, they were on the back to back, but I also thought there's the better team. So you know, mm-hmm. I feel I would feel dumb, you know, maybe just arguing for the Mavericks here. Does kind of feel like one yeah. of those where it swings back and forth, but you know, always fascinating with these back to back matchups that we had during this COVID season. Yeah, I mean, you look like the box score from this first game last night between the Clippers and the Mavericks. I mean, both teams shot around 50%. The surprising part is that Dallas knocked down three more, three more three pointers against this, uh, against the Clippers last night. But I think that the difference last night was um, the rebounding edge that the Clippers had 49 and a 37 and there were uh, nine offensive rebounds to only four for the Dallas Mavericks. So, um, you know, I, I think they were there right till the end. And then, you know, Kawhi Leonard had a quick, uh, an and one, and then Paul George hit the dagger three 
to kind of put things away for them. Um, Luca last night, 25 points, 16, 10 rebounds, 16 assists. Didn't shoot the ball very well, 9 of 23, 4 of 11 from 3. But um, I think a good bounce back spot maybe for the Mavs. But I think this Clippers team, I think it's just too much firepower for them for 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 uh, for Dallas to keep up with. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know, with this obviously this new Clippers starting lineup here with Reggie Jackson inserted into it. Now you got Batum coming off the bench, you know, led to seven guys in double figures. So that's always nice to see. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this was a close game and um, Clippers, right, with, with how they've been all year, it kind of feels like, okay, they got that big win to kind of like hush the haters after the, after the big loss to the Pelicans. Now do they come in and just kind of lay a dud? Cause like they're good again. Cause they yeah. got the, they got that statement win against the Mavs. So going to be definitely a good matchup here tomorrow night. Um, anything else um, that you want to bring up Munaf on uh, tonight, tonight's slate, you know, yesterday's slate, uh, any other thoughts that you want to empty out for the people? No, I'm kind of excited to watch. I obviously, I think for tonight, at least uh, CJ McCollum is back for uh, yep. the Blazers here tonight. So a big, big uh, upgrade and big uh, get back for them getting their second best player back. So I'm excited to watch the two TNT games here tonight. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't have anything else. Uh, just quickly wanted to just talk about the Lakers here real quick. I mean, I think they're getting um, different guys stepping up every single night in that absence of anthony davis i think that's going to be the key for them sorry um first game back from post all-star break kyle kuzma had a big game and then last night montrez harrell huge game for the lakers last night and i think they really kind of limit them or because of the way they won last night lebron only played 20 30 minutes and nobody outside of him had more minutes everybody else was under 30 minutes so uh 27 points last night for montrez harrell uh, so, you know, hopefully he starts to get in more minutes here for, for the Lakers for, especially with, you know, now knowing KD, sorry, KD, AD is going to be out for another three to four weeks. So I just quickly wanted to shout out some of the guys on the Lakers there. Yeah. And Taylor Horton Tucker played well last night as well. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma last 10 games, averaging 16 <laughs> points and nine boards shooting 40%, 41% from three. So, you know, definitely it does feel like with the Lakers, they're kind of finding themselves, figuring out who, you know, who they want in the rotation, who's going to be out of the eventual rotation. You know, they're obviously just geared up for the finals. Um, great show today. Got a lot of uh, previews in. Definitely make sure to join us in the conversation, sg.pn slash Slack. We're about to have our 250th member um, coming in. We're at 248 right now. So I remember when that was at about 30. So very, very exciting to uh, have all of you joining us. Munaf, where can the people find you on Twitter? Find me at SportsNerd824. Uh, I, I quickly wanted to say I had uh, somebody on Twitter last night around 4 in the morning send me a DM saying they love listening to us on the podcast and we're asking what kind of sites we use for stats. So uh, that was kind of funny to see. So, I mean, we have uh, great supporting listeners and, and um, guys in the Slack channel. So make sure we, 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 you guys get in the Slack channel and get join the conversation with us. Yep, 100%. You can follow me also at NBA Zach B on Twitter. I know, Munaf, you're going to be back with uh, Dan Titus uh, later yep. this week. We'll have Locker Room on Friday with McKee. Um, so the NBA Gambling Podcast will be uh, coming at you this week. You are working double time, coming back from your vacation. So appreciate yeah. that. And um, 
make sure to subscribe, rate, and review sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Basketball. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.